talk. I gotta tell what I feel. I gotta talk about my life as I see it. Biggie. Welcome everybody. Welcome, 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 welcome everybody. Welcome everybody to the KIRP Radio Show, baby. Another beautiful Sunday, man. At 3 p.m. December 13th, and we're doing this thing live. Love doing the live show, man. It's just something about these live shows that get me um, going, if you will. This is this is like the way that I get to start off my week. And uh oh no, I love it, man. I love it. It's five, six years right now. How long have we been doing this? Okay, got my producers uh slow on the text messaging. But uh shout out to Hotland Studios, everybody out there, WM three G team, K I R P radio show team. Catch me rocking with me for some years now, man. These guys just wanna let me just talk talk a sec about the people who help this thing uh become possible, you know, help this thing move, help this show, keep the show going, keep this show on the road, off and on, and uh, many of them on a volunteer basis, so shout out to you, people that believe in what we're doing, they believe in our voice, it's not my voice, they believe in our voice, as I often tell people, you know, this show is for you, if you have an idea, I'm talking about people that are rock, but I don't mean anybody, it's definitely for the community, but this show, this show is for you, man. If you have a, if you feel like you need a voice, if you need an audience, we're well over 40, 50, 60 million listeners. Shout out to everybody out there who, who has come on and uh, 
clicked on those links and who has been on the KRP radio show website and um, iTunes and just the, the various ways uh, that collectively add up together to make well over 60 million listeners. I appreciate it. But just taking a second to talk about the the folks who, who make this thing go, uh, the people who look up stories, the, the people who help write on KRP radio show. Shout out to Rocco Pacercia, who had the show on this network, on the WN3G network, uh, last Sundays with Rocco P. Shout out to you, brother, for what you do. He, i I got to say that he has one of the most informative shows that we have yet to pay attention to. Uh, so we got to work on getting his numbers up. But, you know, shout out to everybody out there who helps behind the scenes. You guys are definitely B-I-G in my book. Y'all know the hashtag, capital B-I-G, lowercase I-M-G. I and B, excuse me, in my book. And um, I definitely appreciate you guys and much love to you, man. All right. We started out, you know, <laughs> one man and a mic, and one became two and five, and five became 10, 20, and 30. Uh, you know, people who would take time out of their lives to help produce this show, uh, time out of their, their busy college schedules. You know, a lot of college students working. Shout out to all my people out there in the West Coast, East Coast too. Um, you know, it, it's just it takes a, a collective effort to make such a show take place. And I I love the grungy feel of this show. If you're wondering why, for all the people who have been listening for years now, if you're wondering why we don't have that superior, super well polished, you know, sounds like the the, the nightly news, the network nightly news. I don't want that. I've n- I've never wanted that. Like I love structure. You guys know that we have uh, a, a one hour slot. Uh, sometimes we do the show for thirty minutes, as you know, special broadcasts. Every everybody knows about that. We try our best to advertise when we're going to do that. Uh, but you know, you guys know what you get when you come to this show, man. There's no sugarcoating. You know, there's no pandering. There's no grandstanding. A lot of the times. I'm just speaking from my heart, and I have guests on who like to speak from their heart. You know, sometimes I have an author on, I have a writer on, a politician. You know, this this is a very well-rounded audience, and I like this show to depict the world. You know, this show is exactly what you get when you step foot outside of your door. You know, you don't know who you're going to encounter. You, you could encounter uh, uh, anybody. You know, there's people all over the world that you interact with on a daily basis that you just don't plan to interact with. <laughs> That's just reality. If you're a person like me, a lot of the people that I come across, I- I've noticed they like to stay in their shells. You know, they're comfortable in their comfort zones. They don't care to meet different people. You know, they don't care to meet people from uh, the other side of the world, you know, the other side of the track. The other side of the park, you know, some people are are comfortable um, being around like-minded folks that are always in agreement and, you know, that works for you. That works for you, man. It is what it is. Just, it doesn't work for me. So this show is is very similar to what the world looks like. Uh, There will always be a, a, a wide, a vast, um, Audience, there'll be a vast uh, uh, guest appearances. You know, you just don't know what you're going to get. You're going to get people from all over the place, all different walks of life. Anyway, it's a nice show, folks. Uh, It's about headline news. You know, we're going to talk about a few things. Uh, We're going to talk about Mr. Make America Great Again. Shout out to Donald T-R-U-M-P, baby. Trump. We'll definitely talk about Donald Trump tonight a little bit later. Uh, we're going to go over the KRP Sports Report. You know, we're going to talk about some slut shaming. If you guys don't know what slut shame is, I'll definitely explain the term to you. Shout out to Amber Rose. Uh, we'll also talk about the Flotus. Yeah, man. She got rap skills. Flotus is she kicked the freestyle. She kicked the written. I ain't going to give her a freestyle prize. She kicked the written for all my hip hop heads out there. <laughs> Oh, we're going to talk a little bit about history. And, you know, we're going to talk about a whole host of things, man. It's headline news. We will be rocking with the headline news here in just a sec. 
Um, if you guys are listening to us via online, shout out to you, baby, for listening to us via the KIRP radio show or iTunes.com podcast, KIRP radio show. If you're listening that way, shout out to you as well. There are other ways to listen to the show, folks. You can pick up your phone and you can dial 619-638-8559 and get you some of this KRP radio show, baby. You don't have to say anything. You don't have to do anything. Just dial that number, 619-638-8559, and just listen. You know, you don't have to press any other digits or any other numbers. And you can just listen to the show. Throw your headphones on if you're at work. You don't want to pay attention to people that's working around you because they're talking nonsense. Put your earbuds in and rock with this for a minute. Also, folks, if you're listening to us uh, on a computer or by phone, there's other ways to listen to us. Just be on the software. Um, it would automatically turn your phone into the app. You will get the mobile version. And uh, if the app is not working, the app, we always have trouble with the app. It's like anything else. If you want quality, you better spend some money. Now, I didn't spend any money on the KRP radio show, but it's out there. Look for it, man. Google KIRP radio show application, and maybe it'll come up for you. But if not, you got the website. So shout out to everybody out there for rocking with me, man. When we come back after this commercial break, we're going to start the show popping we're going to bring up some of this headline news. And uh, I've got something I want y'all to hear, man. I, some people that have listened to the show before have, have probably heard it. Uh, maybe not. You know, we try not to play it to death. But i got something I definitely want y'all to hear, man. So make sure you tune back in to the KRP Radio Show and make sure you're listening. All right? We're going to bring it to you raw. If you can feel it, tweet it. Check us out on Twitter, at symbol KRP Radio Show. Find me on Twitter at symbol NC Budgie. That's your boy. Let me know that you're listening to the show, man. I'll give you a shout out. We definitely do shout outs on the show. We'll be right back after these messages, baby. Stay tuned. Shout out to my Carolina Panthers. innocent people how many more how many more what has been the number one cause of unnatural death in history democide or death by government has killed 290 million people on record look it up go look it up in the 20th century government murdered four times as many people as were killed in all the international and domestic wars combined ussr 61,911,000 people killed hitler's germany Nearly 21 million people killed. Japan's imperialism, nearly 6 million people killed. Western colonization killed over 50 million people. Pol Pot's Cambodia, funded by the U.S. government, 2 million people killed. China's Communist Party, as many as 76 million people killed between 1949 and 1987. And the list goes on and on. Demand to know why the Department of Homeland Security bought more than 1.6 billion hollow point bullets. How many more people does government have to kill? Enough. Enough. Demand an end to citizen disarmament. As an American. As an American citizen. As a patriot. For your children. Enough of the people laying down and letting government kill them in mass after disarming them as they've done throughout history over and over again. Now is the time. It's time. It's time to realize that when the government takes your guns, people die. It's time to realize the biggest threat to you and your family is government. It's time to recognize government is the greatest killer of all time. Demand they show you the word hunting in the Second Amendment. Demand our politicians uphold the Constitution and Bill of Rights as they swore to when they took office. It's time for our leaders to read the Constitution. It's time for our leaders to obey the Constitution. The Constitution. The Constitution. Because a well-regulated militia with 10-round magazines wouldn't last very long. So now you know the most dangerous thing to you and your family in the world is government. Because mass murderers agree, gun control works. 
Hey, Cam, thanks a lot for coming to my school today. No problem, Nate. I promise to exercise and eat right. Don't forget 60 minutes of play a day, right? And I'll grow up to be big and strong like you. Absolutely. I'm playing the NFL. Yes, sir. And be dressing number one. Maybe. And become a starting quarterback of the Panthers. Okay. You can be my backup. Excuse me? And make Panthers fans forget about you. What? And become your mom's favorite player. Whoa. Stationery is an online indie department store born with the ideology, community, and self. We believe that a garment or accessory created by an independent designer can do more for our community on a deeper level. The ability to wear someone's imagination is a beautiful event. Purchasing independent means wearing something unique while supporting those around you. The designers you support could very well be your neighbors, friends, and family. Embrace your indie state of mind. Shop indie www.dechcheri.com. K-I-R-P Radio! Welcome back, welcome back to the KIRP Radio Show, baby. Shout out to everybody out there listening to the number one, man. Check us out. Real Truth, Real Talk Radio Show. Number one show in the land. We don't apologize for it. We just try to do what we do. Shout out to everybody out there in Greenville, NC. I see you. Chapel Hill is in the house. Charlotte, North Carolina is definitely in the house. B.I.G. Shout out to Charlotte, NC. Uh, shout out to uh, Black Business Secrets. I see you. We're going to get the author of that book on the show here. I won't let the complete cat out of the bag yet. Shout out to you guys. Shout out to Dionia, D. Nueve. Shout out to you. Florida, I see you. Shout out to those Seminoles, man. I, I see I see you guys. And uh, we have another city on here that I just want to get ready to make a pause for. But shout out for none other than Wilson N.C. the Great. My home city. Wide awake it is. Shout out to all my people out there in Wide Awake. Wilson, man, appreciate everybody in Wide Awake for listening to the show. I see all those 252 heads on there, man. Shout out to all my 252 people. I see y'all. So I definitely want to give you a B.I.G. shout out, man. It's definitely uh, 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 nice that, you know, some people from the hometown will, will definitely check check out the show. Uh, talking about headline news, folks. Lord have mercy. And when you start talking about headline news, uh, sometimes you get recent stories. You know, when you're surfing the net, you have to be real careful because a lot of the stories that surface are old and uh, they resurface and, you know, things just come back into play. And then before you know it, you're talking about something that happened earlier in the year. But uh, I did want to take a second and talk about this story that did resurface uh, from earlier in 2015. I believe the date was April, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe sometime in April uh, was happened. Um, NC, I'm sorry, NAACP president uh, was busted for dealing cocaine. Uh, the president of the NAACP was busted for coke to make his child support payments. Uh, apparently it's not news, but he was selling drugs to make his child support payments. Um, you didn't hear anything about it in the major media outlets, but in April, on April 27, 2015, uh, this, this gentleman was busted for dealing cocaine and uh, the media absolutely paid it no attention. And, and I always wonder why the media don't, talk about these stories you know if if it's not a pastor or if it's not some large sports figure you know you don't hear about these things but unfortunately this was another story of another individual who was caught up in doing his crap and doing his thing and you know one of the most amazing part things about that is that 
you know, the liberal media is uh, is controlled by a force that is absolutely unexplainable. I mean, it is totally unexplainable. Today, they could talk about uh, a Republican senator who, and I'm not taking up for Republicans. I'm just calling the media what it is. They could talk about a Republican senator who was assisting prostitution, but seemed to skip the story where several Democratic senators were also called assisting prostitution. And and, and that one gentleman, uh, that one Republican seems to be the, and I'm biased. This is what it is. <laughs> just call it what it is. But uh, it always seems like that one Republican can never escape public ridicule and always seem to be the topic of uh, conversation for things like that and when they happen. But uh, president of a local chapter of the NAACP was arrested on uh, August 27th, April, excuse me, 27, 2015, accused of selling cocaine for a third time to an informant for the Delaware County Sheriff's Department Drug Unit. His name is Timothy Wade Miles. 49 years old, also assistant director of transportation for MITS. Uh, police reports indicate he was in a vehicle owned by the local bus service when he sold cocaine. Uh, one of the transactions occurred in the West Side Park as children played nearby, I thought he said, but he seemed to have no regard for the children in the park. Uh, miles later, allegedly acknowledged he had gone into cocaine trafficking to raise funds to pay his child support court order. Uh, he told authorities he routinely brought the drugs for $1,250 per ounce, and he sold it for twice that, says reports. So, uh, you know, known drug dealer, doing his thing on a regular basis, and isn't a, you know, he never really apologized for doing it. You know, he just said, hey, check this out. I'm going to cop this ounce. I'm going to break it down. I'm going to sell it. I'm going to pay my child support. And then when it's gone, or when it's time to pay my child support again, I'll cop me another ounce. <laughs> Yo, it's amazing, man. It's absolutely amazing that, that you know, you got to be a brave individual to not only sell dope in 2015, but to sell dope being an NAACP official or representative leader in the community as if nobody knows you. You know, you're a public face. You're a guy that everybody sees all the time that people easily recognize. But I mean, you also have to be some kind of stupid on top of that to be selling drugs in 2015 while being a public official in your nine to five vehicle. I mean, come on, man. I I, I like my man Charlemagne, the guy. We'd have to give this man the donkey of the day. I need to check because I'm sure Charlamagne probably did give this man the donkey every day. But anyway, man, you know, it's, it's, it's again, it's, it's amazing some of the stories that we see and some of the things that happen. And, and it's like nothing surprises me anymore. Absolutely nothing surprises me anymore. I'm, I'm always on the lookout because you just don't know what might happen in the world today in 2015. We have some crazy jokers out here, man. People will do anything. Anything to make a buck. Absolutely anything to make a buck. Uh, John Hopkins faces a $1 billion with a B. I'm talking about Donald Trump money. $1 billion lawsuit for STD experiments on people of color. That lawsuit was just recently dismissed, by the way. Uh one of the more prominent experiments that the public was made aware of was, was the Tuskegee syphilis experiment of the 1930s. I'm sure everyone knows where uh, scientists studied on poor blacks in Alabama who contracted the venereal disease, but did not tell them that they had a disease, nor did they do anything to cure them. Uh, a similar study has come to the forefront and it involves one of the nation's most prestigious, excuse me, prestigious medical institutions, which is, John Hopkins University. Uh, a lawsuit was filed in April that alleged that Johns Hopkins University and the Rockefeller Foundation helped conduct similar experiments in Guatemala between 1945 to 1956. According to the lawsuit, orphans, inmates, psychiatric patients, prostitutes were all deliberately infected with STDs to determine what drug, including penicillin, 
work best in stopping these diseases. Uh, the subjects of these experiments were not told that they had been infected, you know, causing some folks to die, another to pass on the disease to their spouses, sexual partners, and their children through birth. Uh, the lawsuit alleges that the Rockefeller Foundation funded Johns Hopkins research into public health issues, including venereal diseases, and employed scientists who monitor the Guatemala experiments. The suit also states that John Hopkins and Rockefeller Foundation designated, supported, and benefited from the Guatemalan experiment. So these people were doing this for a very long time. I mean, they had checklists. They had proof where people who were experimenting on came front, came forward, and were tested. Uh, it seems that this suit has 774 plaintiffs including people who were subjects in the experiment, as I just said, and their descendants who seek more than $1 billion in damages. This is their second attempt to uh, collect these damages. In 2012, another lawsuit was issued, or a class action lawsuit, federal lawsuit, was filed against the U.S. government over the Guatemala experiments conducted by the U.S. Public Health Service, but it was also dismissed, and uh, Guatemalans could not sue the United States for grievances that happened overseas. As of then, a new lawsuit has been filed in the Baltimore City Circuit Court. Uh, both John Hopkins University and Rockefeller Foundation deny involvement, but do not deny that the experiments took place. However, you can do that. Like, look, we're not involved, right? We have nothing to do with it. But people did it on our time and on our dime. But they want us. That's what they're saying. They want us. So in 2010, the then Secretary of State uh, Hillary Clinton, Jesus, apologized to Guatemala for the experiment, saying they were clearly unethical. You know, that, like, messes it up for me. <laughs> you know, Hillary Clinton apologizing for anything is almost an oxymoron. I mean, when you look at things that took place with her uh, being at the... Uh, uh, forefront or her being in charge it's almost amazing that she would step forward and, and say anything before anyone else doing something wrong but you know it's always easy for people to find fault in other folks and not see fault in themselves but yeah that's john hopkins facing a one billion lawsuit for std experiments on people of color again dismissed despite the proof despite even johns hopkins saying yeah, these experiments took place, but we didn't fund them. Absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. Uh, Ted Cruz, presidential candidate. Shout out to Ted Cruz. I'm going to get to that story there in a second. But uh, what, le what led me to that was Charles Barkley had a few choice words to say uh, to Carmelo Anthony about being a leader. And Charles also made news when he came out uh, I won't say in support for uh, Bernie Sanders, but he had future's words to say about uh, Donald Trump, as does everyone these days. Uh, but Charles Barkley, a, a very overly uh, hypercritical individual, uh, is is followed by a lot of individuals. And uh, Charles Barkley is known for speaking his mind. Let's just call it what it is. I mean, he's the type of guy that's going to say what he thinks. And one thing I, I respect about Charles Barkley is that he doesn't care um, who's offended. And in some respect, uh, him taking a shot at Donald Trump was uh, almost, what well, was it was bias. Let's just call it what it is because Charles Barkley is the token boy for speaking your mind and being offensive and defending people, why not apologizing for who and what he believes and who he is? So, you know, I, again, it's always easy, as I said before, it's always easy for people to uh, find fault in, in, in other folks while not finding any fault in themselves. But uh, Mr. Barkley, maybe you should look in the mirror because you do a lot of what you claim Donald Trump is doing that you don't like, that you claim is disrespectful. Now, I'm not defending Donald Trump. I'm just defending the truth. And I'm always talking about the truth. It is what it is. But anyway, Charles Barkley, 
question Carmelo Anthony's Knicks star forward uh, about his leadership skills, okay, in sports, New York Knicks. You know, you hardly hear any New York Knicks news that's positive, but I found this positive as uh, Carmelo Anthony fired back at Charles Barkley, although he was very respectful in addressing Charles Barkley, the legendary basketball player. Uh, Carmelo Anthony acknowledged that he's never going to be a rah-rah-in-your-face type of leader, which is what Charles Barkley said he wanted him to be. Uh, But he went on to say, uh, and I quote, I wouldn't even feel right cursing my teammates out here on the bench, on the court. That's not who I am. Me and my teammates, we have conversations. We have players-only meetings. I speak up, and I'm heard, Anthony said. Again, he went on to say, and I quote again, but the problem is somebody who's always trying to compare you to the next person, to the next man, and that's what kind of irks me and gets on my nerves. How can you tell somebody that they are not doing, you know, or what they're not doing when you're not around? I've even seen, met you before. So you know nothing, I'm sorry, I've never even met you before. So you know nothing about me other than what you're seeing out here on the basketball court, the couple of minutes of the games you actually watch. So for somebody to tell me I need to be a better leader, I mean, man, it's in quote. Uh, Charles Barkley, now a TNT analyst, you know, took shots at Carmelo Thursdays, during Thursday's telecast of the Knicks game, saying Anthony needs to be a better leader. Uh, Anthony said he never met Barkley, a longtime critic of the Knicks. You know, there's bad blood there anyway. You know, Charles Barkley never really liked the New York Knicks, and the Knicks never really liked Charles Barkley. I mean, you know, it's that Philly, New York thing. Um, Barkley said, and, and, and I'll give you his quote, uh, I don't know how to be a better leader at what I'm doing. I don't know what that means. I'm sorry, Carmelo Anthony said, I don't know how to be a better leader other than what I'm doing. I don't know what that means, Anthony said. A quote again, a lot of people interpret that different ways. I don't know what to say about that in Carmelo Anthony's quote. So clearly he wasn't scared of what Charles Barkley was saying. Uh, you know, there were some more words where they went back and forth, you know, and, and Carmelo just stood up for what he believed. But, you know, I, I thought that I would mention this, this uh, Charles Barkley debacle again because Charles Barkley's a loudmouth, you know. That's who he is. That's, his, that's kind of his claim to fame right now. That, that's how he gets – attention these days because he says things that nobody likes and uh there's someone else that gets a lot of attention through that and his name is donald trump moving on into the political section of the headline news today i uh i want to play a clip of donald trump but do we have that yet okay i guess we don't have that that uh that clip ready yet we're uploading it right now as we speak but uh just like Charles Barkley, who criticized Donald Trump on his comments about uh, segregating Muslims and not wanting, or sorry, not segregating, but denying Muslims the rights to passage into the United States. Charles Barkley had first word said Donald Trump was crazy, I quote, said Donald Trump was a bigot, he was a racist, and, you know, he said all sorts of things about Donald Trump. But one thing that I know, and I've said it several times before, and I'll say it again, Yes, Donald Trump speaks his mind. We all should speak our mind. I think that's probably the only thing that people like about Donald Trump. Well, I won't say the only thing because there are some people out there who will stand you down that Donald Trump has the best policies for America and that this is the guy that America needs to hire to run this country. Uh, I happen to agree with that. It's 835 and I come back. I'm going to play the clip. We got to go to a commercial break, folks. And when I come back, I'll play the clip. And we're going to talk a little more about Mr. Donald Trump. We're going to talk about the floaters who kicked that freestyle. It was a written. I'm telling you, all it wasn't a freestyle. It was written. Somebody wrote it for her. But anyway, the floaters, first lady of the United States, she's hip rapping to the beat. You know, they got, they got one foot in and one foot out, almost out the door. So don't be surprised at what you might see today. We also talk about a few other things, man. We're going to talk about making America great again. I also want to bring up the Golden State Warriors, Steph Curry, and his wife making headline news. Slut shaming. You don't know what that is. I'll tell you about it when I get back after these messages. 
You rocking with the KRP Radio Show, baby. Number one over 60 million. That's six. That's S-I-X. That's six. Yeah, you don't know how to spell it. I just spelled it. The number. After five, before seven. Six, zero. Million listeners out there. Hits out there. Shout out if you're one of them, man. We appreciate the love that you show. If you got the list via phone, check us out also on KIRPRadioShow.com. You can also check us out on iTunes. Keywords are KIRP Radio and Show. Don't forget to put show on there so you can get the full old broadcast, all the archives, and even this, any of this live broadcast. If you guys are listening by phone, check us out on Facebook. That's Facebook.com backslash KIRP Radio Show. I'm not saying it fast. You're just listening slow. Yeah, you. Also, check us out on Twitter. At Simple KRP Radio Show is the show. At Simple NC Pudgy. Well, you know who that is. So uh, leave me a comment. Let me know what you think, man. Anything that you got on your mind. Any headline stories that you know. Any headline news that you know. And if you got a comment, dial us up. 619-638-8559. Hit number one. And we'll bring you on live. We'll be right back. K-I-R-P Radio! It is my mission to create brand stories for you that push the envelope, force people to stop, think, and take notice. Ride with you on your journey to success by creating great design that makes you look like the originator and not an imitator. Get you out of your comfort zone. Inspire you to take action. Be risky and always stay true to your passion. Tiffany Inc. is located in Los Angeles, California. Tiffany Inc. specializes in designs, creative brands for the entertainment, fashion, beauty, and food industry. Some past and present clients include Jewel Osco, J&K Fresh LLC, Celebrity Chef Nikki Shaw, Teen and Family Producer Doreen Spencer, the National Association of Veterans, the Alzheimer's Association, and a host of fantastic others. To contact Tiffany Inc., all you have to do is log on to www.tiffanywithaniinc.com. TiffanyInc.com 60,000 North Carolina families are affected by autism. One out of every 110 children born today will be diagnosed with autism. If you have any questions or need support, we can help. The Autism Society of North Carolina can be reached at 800 442 Again, that's 800-442-2762. Remember, 60,000 North Carolina families are affected by autism, and one out of every 110 children born will be diagnosed with autism as well. If you need to reach them by the web, the address is www.autismsociety-nc.org. You can also reach them on Facebook, Twitter, and you can reach them on YouTube. Love somebody today. Sound Shoe, the number one online music tournament, encompasses seven different genres, including hip-hop, R&B, country, reggae, reggaeton, pop, rock, and gospel. Music artists, log on to SoundChew.com to compete for a chance to have exclusive access to music listeners across the globe. Build relationships with other music artists and music professionals, plus maximize your exposure and gain worldwide attention. Music listeners, log on now to enjoy new music from up-and-coming artists, then Vote for the songs you like best to ensure that your favorite artist wins. Also, check out the latest in music news. Music execs and producers, scout music talent to find your next big star. Musicians and voters, sign up for SoundChew today. That's www.soundchew.com. S-O-U-N-D-C-H-E-W. Once again, that's www.soundchew.com, the number one online music tournament. When you're looking for real truth, real talk radio, make sure you log on to KIRPRadioShow.com. Sunday nights live, 8 p.m. with your host. 
welcome back, welcome back to the KRP Radio Show. Man, sometimes I get to sipping on this wine in here, and I hear that music. Sometimes I want to take it to the to the quiet storm. Y'all don't know nothing about that. That's old school. <laughs> Shout out to everybody out there who knows what the quiet storm is, man. That's what the R&B does for you. I'm sorry. You guys are listening to different music, weren't you? My bad. I know y'all confused. Like, yo, what the hell is Fudgy talking about? We had some Anita Baker going on back here, man. I was in here grooving, boy. Woo! Y'all don't know about that Anita Baker, man. Y'all y'all too young. We got to get y'all out of all this hip-hop, man. I, I love hip-hop. I absolutely love hip-hop. But, man, sometimes you got to – the turn-up is too real for your boy. I guess I'm getting old, man. Turn-up is definitely getting too real Sometimes I want to turn down, turn the music up, lay back, light me a cigar, bottle bottle of wine, you know, and just chill, man. That's, you know, we want to turn that down a little bit, man, because uh, too much turn up will get you in trouble. For everybody out there who's turning up, man, shout out to you, but too much turn up will definitely get you in trouble. Speaking of hip hop, uh, this young lady that goes by the name of Amber Rose, uh, some of you guys are familiar with her. Some people aren't. Truth be told, she's no one important. Uh, I like the simple fact that she's a capitalist, you know, and we support capitalism on this side. She's someone that uh, she's an amazing, she's a, uh, um, she's a beautiful woman. I mean, she's stunning, man. An amazingly uh, beautiful woman. The more plain she is to me, the better she looks. And then, you know, without all the makeup and blah, 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 she's known for shutting the internet down, you know, when they get almost butt naked, pretty much butt naked, put some pictures out there, and everybody goes to look at it. That's what they call a shutdown of the internet. Well, that's what Amber Rose has done before, same as uh, Miss Kim Kardashian West has done before. Uh, She shut down the internet with pictures of her balcony, again, almost nude, uh, showing her ass and sets all her assets, and uh, I enjoyed it. I'm sure a lot of people enjoyed it. She's a beautiful woman. Who doesn't enjoy that unless you're homosexual, you know, maybe a, you know what, let me keep it all the way 1,000. A homosexual man could look at Amber Rose and say, damn, let's just keep it funky. But anyway, we ain't talking about that. Miss Amber Rose, uh, despite her beauty and being known for her beauty, um, how, how shall I put this? She get around a little bit. She's got around a little bit. And um, she's been with a few celebrities out there. And, you know, her name has gotten out there. And some things that she may has done has gotten out there. And, uh, you know, she's had a child by another a rapper. And uh, she's most known from her relationship. Or I guess at one point she was known from her relationship with Mr. Kanye West. And uh, she moved on from Kanye West, had a baby by another rapper. And I don't want to get into all the hip-hop news. I, I really don't care for it. But I, since that, uh, Miss Amber Rose has written a book, and she's launched a campaign uh, that talks about slut-shaming. And if you don't know what slut-shaming is, slut-shaming is when someone looks at a woman, and because of what she has on, no matter how promiscuous it is, uh, they judge her or they think things based on what she has on and what she appears to be doing. Miss Emma Rose launched this campaign saying that we shouldn't be doing that. We shouldn't look at a woman who has her panties up her ass and she's bending over, showing the crack of her ass on the picture. We shouldn't say anything about that negative. We shouldn't say that she's a slut. We shouldn't say that she's promiscuous. We should just accept her because her body is a work of art and, if, and it belongs to her. And if she wants to display her body, by all means, she should be able to do that. Well, it seems that Miss Amber Rose's slut shaming campaign has uh, spawned some kickback from Golden State Warriors, North Carolina in the House Zone, Steph Curry, and his wife. Because she had some comments that said that alluded to her being classy is not played out. That classy women still exist and she doesn't have to take off all her clothes or wear, or I'm sorry, or, or exist half naked to be beautiful, to be appreciated, and to be popping. Let's just call it what it is. 
She said, Steph Curry's wife, let me let me put it in, let me stop trying to report it to make y'all understand. Because some of y'all ain't going to get it anyway. I'm just going to tell you like this right here. Steph Curry's wife was like, look, I ain't taking off half my clothes to be popping. I look good with my clothes on. My husband loves me with my clothes on. And there are millions of other men out there, including myself, who appreciate how beautiful that woman is with her clothes on. She's saying I'm a classy woman. Okay, and I'm going to remain a classy woman, and I'm not going to take my clothes off to, re- to create some kind of value for myself. If I can speak for you, Miss Curry, Mrs. Uh, and Emma Rose is on the other hand saying that, you know what? You're wrong. There's <laughs> really no comeback for that, man. But a lot of people, <clears throat> all serious, <clears throat> excuse me, all seriousness, a lot of people took offense to uh, Steph Curry's wife and, and what she had to say. You know, people really didn't appreciate her saying that half naked. I think that part, half naked and classy, really got to people. And I don't understand why. I mean, she didn't say anything. She didn't throw any shots. She didn't name any names. She just simply said, hey, having your clothes on is popping for me. Like, I am I can have my clothes on and still be beautiful, and I don't have to take my clothes off to be beautiful. So what happens is, truth, and, and you know, the, the bottom line to all of this is that people who dress a little risque, all right, let's just call it what it is, people who dress a little bit, um, let's just say a little revealing, okay, maybe showing, maybe pushing the limits, and, and, and by no means am I saying that they deserve any kind of treatment, uh, negative treatment based on how they dress. I'm not saying that, but People who dress like that got offended, okay? People who post pictures on social media and they're showing their ass or they're showing their boobs or, you know, their their, their blouse is cut low or they got the bikinis on, they were offended by a woman who is drop-dead gorgeous, who doesn't do that, who basically called them out without saying any names. She called out that kind of activity. And people didn't appreciate it because you know why? This is 2015, and you can't say anything to people when they're being what I would consider wrong or what society once considered wrong or a little bit much or too much, you know? You can't have an opinion for people that you think that are wrong. You can't have an opinion for people who act different than you. But if they're liberal and they're doing things like this, you're, the, you're in the wrong. You know, it's, 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 it's not a positive thing to be conservative these days. And, and I'm, I'm not talking politics. I'm just talking about in your way of life. It's not in 2015, if you're conservative, you're considered weak or scared or old-fashioned or all of the other names that people can come up with. So what we're witnessing really is uh, we've already seen the change of the guard, but now we're seeing the budding of the heads of young women who are responsible, who are a little old-fashioned, if you will, who believes in some traditional values, who believes that they're still pretty or they're still gorgeous or they're still beautiful without showing everybody their ass, all right? So we're seeing the bumping of the heads of that. We're seeing the millennials fight over that because right now the millennials, they're being pulled on both ends of the spectrum, you know, both sides. It's, it's like a tug of war. This day they're being pulled left. This day they're being pulled right. And nobody, nobody knows Right now in 2015, that's a millennial. Nobody knows how they're going to feel 10 years from now. They don't know. We didn't know when we were in our early 20s how we were going to feel. Our parents before us didn't know how they were going to feel. It's really just the growth in life. It's just a way of life. It's the difference of opinions. And guess what, people? I, don't, I can't believe I spent so much time on this story. Jesus Christ. But I did. So everybody... Get over yourself, all right? Just get over yourself. A difference of opinion is okay, all right? It is what it is. Speaking of differences of opinion, uh, your boy, me, Pudgy, at NC Pudgy, I've recently, despite having personal affiliations, and I'm going to say more than three that uh, either works for or with the Donald Trump clan uh, or movement because it's a movement. 
despite having those relationships with people whom I love, by the way, um, I've gotten fed up with the bias of people who politically are aligned with me. And I'm known for that. Like, I'm going to always be the one who criticizes conservatives. Because you know what? I don't stand a chance talking about Democrats. They're going to do their damn thing anyway. You know, I, I already fundamentally don't agree with them. So if there's some hope for this world, if there's some hope for this America, if there's some hope for the United States, it lies within conservatives. That's just how I feel because I believe in those principles and I know those conservative principles to be true. But hold up. Like a preacher would do with his congregation and other like-minded people, which would be Christians in my, in, in my case, in my pastor's case, in my church's case. When you go to church on Sunday, I'm talking about the Christian church. I can't speak for nobody else. 99% of the time, your pastor or the preacher or whoever's bringing the word for that day is bringing an encouraging word through the belief in Christ, but you also are being checked through that word. And people go to church and they sit there and they amen and they hoop and holler and hallelujah and they get up and shout at all that chastising and all that tongue lashing. They love it when Pastor Pastor gave it to us today. Oh, Pastor told us like it was. And he came from First Timothy and Paul and he, he came from all this scripture and told us how wrong we were, basically. <laughs> Let's just keep it funky, right? Your pastor told you how wrong you were. And that's what pastors do. And that's what creates strength in your word. That's what creates belief in you. That's what reaffirms your faith because it says, and I'm talking about Christians right now, okay? It reaffirms the fact that no matter how bad you've been and no matter how wrong you've been, there is one being, there's one supernatural that still loves you and still forgives you and knows that you're going to do things wrong. But guess what? You can count all joy because he's still there for you. And we're talking about Jesus, right? So when we come to the Republican Party, conservatives, if you will, I'm a registered independent, but y'all know what I am. Come on, let's keep it funky. Y'all know how my politics lay. Y'all know how I get down. I'm right as right can get. And left don't like it. If right don't like it, too bad because I ain't asking. I don't ask people to be a part of what, I, what I'm already a part of. Why what I look like? I wish I would ask some sort of political figure because, uh, uh, sir, uh, Mr. Uh, political Position, sir, you know, I, I wish, man, I can't even get my words together, man, but because that make me so hot. Y'all fools out here, y'all need to get over these candidates, man, and stop kissing these candidates' asses. I'm so, just because they're bringing a good, positive word just because they're on fire for the party or they're saying things that we all know to be true, they're basically just talking about our principles and putting it out there before us. Y'all get the laughing and giggly and you get your crushes and you start kissing their asses. And then before you know it, when they're wrong, you don't have the guts to say, well, you know what? That kind of contradicts what we believe. So I got it. I love you to death, but I got to say you're wrong. This time. Why, why can't you say someone is wrong and still love them? I don't understand. We get these candidates who are great human beings. You know, they're great cheerleaders for the party. They bring great words about, you know, they, they put the word out there that they're making great sense usually. But when they say something wrong and they contradicts the party, we get so, no, y'all get so caught up in defending them that it puts you in the wrong. And when they go away and when they cleaned up and they got a little bit extra campaign funds and, and, and you don't hear from them anymore and they're not kissing ass and shaking hands, kissing babies any longer, you're still left with the smoking gun in your hand. And then you got to eat cheese and you got to apologize to who were your friends before these candidates came along and who still exists and love your ass when the candidates are gone. Now you got to make, you got to save face by saying, you know what, I'm sorry, I felt different, I got caught up, but you don't hear that. And in this case, here we are, Donald Trump, billionaire, running for president, 
Now, last year, 2014, 13, 12, 11, 10, 9, 8. People on my side of the fence, we spent so much time, I know I did, talking about George Soros. And I'm going to go there because I can. And I don't give a damn if you don't like it. But listen, sit your ass down, open your mind up and listen. We spent so much time talking about Obama and impeaching Obama. And we also talked about his money and the elitists that are behind him through their agendas. He seems to work and we connected the dots. We dotted the I's. We crossed the T's. And uh, we felt good about what we were saying. I mean, we felt great about crossed it in the T's and dotted in the I's. And we didn't apologize to nobody about it. We didn't care if we offended our mama. We didn't care if we offended our daddy. We didn't care if we defended, I'm sorry, offended our aunts, uncle, cousins, brothers, and sisters. We were on this impeach Obama train, get the truth out there about Mr. Obama. That's what we did. And in that conversation, I'm sure 99.9% of conservatives or Republicans who knows what's going on also mentioned a name by the name of George Soros, the man who bankrolled President Obama, the former Nazi war criminal. You better do your homework. He was a Nazi youth, part of the brown shirt regime who escaped. I ain't going to get into all that. Just know I know my homework on that, so you need to do yours. But we talked about George Soros, and we talked about his money, and we talked about Hillary Clinton, and we talked about her money. We talked about the Vanderbilts. We talked about how elitists got together in Virginia and how they got together in Pennsylvania and how they got together in Maine and these secret societies and all these different things. We also talked about pork through legislation. We talked about relationships that billionaires had and how we could see their influence on the executive office and some of these EOs that were done and some of these bills that were passed because they also have influence in Congress. We also talked about how these elitists or this the 1% or the 1 through 3 through 3% use their money to influence congressional uh, candidates. All right, to back and support congressional candidates and people that were already in office. Now we fast forward to 2015. Right now, there are people running for the highest office in the land or campaigning to to prepare to run. And uh, one of those people, whether you accept it or not, whether you like it or not, um, whether you believe it or not, and you should believe it, you've been doing your homework all these years from 2008 to 2014. Uh, Mr. Donald Trump, part of that elite wealth group billionaire boys club. Let's just call it what it is. All of a sudden, running for president. And I'm not even going to go into, you know, the things he's saying. I'm not even going to go there right now. I just want you to look at, I want you to appreciate a total different angle for one, for one second. Because if, you, if, you, if you're true to who you say you are, if you're really true to who you've been saying you are, and true to some of these topics that you've been talking about and some of these things that you've been saying, if you're true to that, Donald Trump, and you know Donald Trump, is part of this billionaire boys club. And being a part of this billionaire boys club, we all realize that the wealth and the relationships that they have are second to none. So here we are in 2015 where Donald Trump decides that he is the key to a prosperous America, to fixing and rebuilding America. He grabs the podium 
and he's traveling all over the United States, and he's saying some things that are very extreme, that some agree with, that some don't agree with. He's shaking up both parties, which I personally appreciate. And and if you didn't know, I'm able to discern, I'm able to draw the line from liking things that people do and not supporting them totally. I'm just able to do that. I'm not one of those type of people that hate anybody. And I'm also not one of those type of people that can't speak the truth or, or when I speak the truth about an individual, I don't have to hate them. I don't have to dislike them. The truth is the truth. So I personally appreciate Donald Trump shaking up both parties. But anyway, back to the topic. This individual, this billionaire, this part of the 1%, uh, this person who is a part of the group that bets on both sides, look at his public political contributions. Uh, it's clear that he support people from both the Democrat and the Republican Party. What's the billionaires do? They always bet on both sides. They always have. This is who they are. But all of a sudden, America feels, Republicans feel like people that are in the same group of conversation as those like George Soros or the likes of George Soros, which would be Mr. Donald Trump, are all of a sudden worthy of being the president of the United States because he gives a few good speeches and he has a few good ideas. Now, where they do that at? I'm trying to figure out what the hell happened to the Republican Party, the party who I've been rocking with and listening to talk about the elitists and what their impact on the globe is, not only America, and how negative it is, and how they will never put aside anything other than their money, but all of a sudden, Mr. Donald Trump comes along, and he has a few choice things to say about immigration, and he has a few choice things to say about Muslims, and he has a few choice things to say about terrorists, and a few choice things to talk about with economics, and all of a sudden, amongst a few this time, capable people that are running for president on the R ticket, all of a sudden, this is our choice. This guy who's tied to, a part of, and is the 1%, the elitist that we spent all this time complaining about and talking about, all of a sudden, it's this guy? I'm going to leave y'all with this. Shout out to everybody who listened to the KIP radio show. Appreciate the love that you guys show. We overstayed our welcome. We three minutes over. We got to close the show. They, they're playing the music right now on us in the background. I just want to say, while the music is going on, and we're getting ready to close the show, I'm going to leave y'all with this. For all of y'all, who think that anybody from the 1% who would put their business and their monetary relationships aside to legislate and hold the office that is going to soon conflict the relationships that they have, their money, first and foremost, their money? Y'all got to be crazy as hell to believe that. Y'all drinking the fucking Kool-Aid. I'm out of here. One love. KLP Radio Show. Remember, God is love. Love is God. Keep it 100. Communication is the key, baby. Always say hello to somebody before you start talking politics, man. Don't walk by people every day of the year, every day of the day, every day of the week, every day of the month, and that turns into years, and you never say hello, then all of a sudden you want to talk about how great Trump is and how this man from the 1%, this elitist, is going to make America great again. That's my time. I'll see y'all next week. Shout out to you, baby. One love.